are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And Peter Bukowski going to come to Packers for the leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. On the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers, two crucial matchups in that game. How do the Packers protect Aaron Rodgers and how do the 49ers stop Devontae Adams? I wrote about the Devontae Adams piece of this in the Leap newsletter today, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can go find that for subscribers or you can subscribe and you can find that content there. Today on the show, Matt Ramage is here. Ramblin' Matt, I love Matt. You may you may think of him as Matt Rampage. It's not his name, uh, but he's here. I, I thought it was it would be fun to get a fan perspective on the show today, and so we got Matt, and he's great. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen of the day. We love starting our day with you just as much as you love starting your day with us. Let's start with the offensive line part of this, though, because there has been this conversation about how the Packers stack their offensive line this week. And I think you can make the case that the best five out there would be David Bakhtiari, John Runyon Jr., Josh Myers, Billy Turner at right guard, and Dennis Kelly at right tackle. I do not buy that. And it's very important in this game as to why not. And the reason I don't think that makes sense in this game is because San Francisco wants to pressure you with four. They don't want to blitz you. Now, they're going to have some exotic blitz looks, some third down blitz looks, and they're going to find some ways here and there to bring pressure. But what they do so expertly is run games up front with the defensive line. Twists, stunts, Joe Thomas, go back and listen to that episode from last week where he talks about dealing with tackle end and end tackle stunts and finding ways as offensive linemen to try and identify, okay, this is happening. I need to take this path to my defender, the guy that I am supposed to block. I need to recognize this about what my defender is doing and that keys me in on, oh, okay, I need to slide this direction. Or if I'm a quarterback or I'm a center and I'm identifying pass protection, I see this is happening. I need to slide this way, all that stuff. There's a lot of nuance to it And we're not going to get into that on this episode. Go find that Joe Thomas episode. The Packers need the continuity. One of the things that Joe Thomas talked about was how important the continuity part of this is when it comes to dealing with the games that you're going to face from a team like San Francisco. The continuity is crucial. Josh Myers has been the center from August. David Bakhtiari has been the left tackle in Green Bay for a decade. John Runyon Jr. has been on this team now for two years. Billy Turner has been the right tackle now for two years. And Lucas Patrick was the right guard last year. So in terms of guys who were on the field last year, for example, last year in November, Lucas Patrick was the right guard. Billy Turner was the right tackle. David Mocciari was the left tackle. And John Runyon Jr. was the left guard. 
because Elton Jenkins was playing center when Corey Lindsley was hurt. This group, essentially, with Josh Myers in for Corey Lindsley, has played together before. This is not the time to get cute with your offensive line. I think saying we want to put our best five out there is a wonderful idea. It is a commendable premise. I don't think it's the way that that you can look at, even with the bye week, dealing with a 49ers front with Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead, and even some of the backups guys like Charles Omenahu had a, a sack on Tyron Smith last week. And they've they've gotten good snaps from Arden Key, a reclamation project. And their interior, their true interior defenders are better than their name recognition would tell you that they are. So you have to have that continuity. You have to have that consistency. Now, luckily for Green Bay, even in games where, you know, they weren't superlative pass blocking and where they didn't have a lot of their best guys over the course of the season. This team was still really, really good protecting Aaron Rodgers. They were fifth in ESPN's pass block win rate. This was a top 10 team all season in pro football focus pass block rate. Josh Myers, one of the best centers in the league in pass block rate. David Bakhtiari, we know, is arguably the best pass blocking left tackle in football. And the Lucas Patrick part of this, I know that that's the question. Can you get a better, you know, you start right guard, right tackle. Can you get a better group than Lucas Patrick, Billy Turner? If you think Dennis Kelly is better at right tackle and Billy Turner is more valuable at right guard, maybe, but I think Billy Turner is a better right tackle. That's more valuable because you can't put Nick Bosa over there. If Dennis Kelly's in the game, they're going to put Nick Bosa over there every play. Maybe not every play, but certainly every third down, they're going to overload that side. They are going to test the strength of that right side if you experiment with who's out there. Now, the flip side of that is you are going to try, and um, that's why you have Billy Turner cross-trained. He played 2019 at right guard. It's why you bring in Dennis Kelly. It's why you have Lucas Patrick. The other part of this, That is not offensive line related specifically. But the Packers have beaten opposing defenses that try and play uh, this this two-shell coverage by attacking with Devontae Adams underneath. And the quick game and the rhythm passing game, that has been their antidote. It's not just been run the ball. They try to run the ball. This front... You know, David Bakhtiari getting back, Josh Myers getting back, Lucas Patrick playing on the right side. That might help all of this. But they haven't been able to run the ball to punish teams for playing that two-shell. They have been able to pass the ball to punish teams for playing that two-shell. And for the Packers, Devontae Adams has been, even in games where they haven't been, let's say, great. You go back to the 2019 games. Devontae Adams has found ways to create against this team. Last five games. Ready? 12 for 132 and a touchdown. 10 for 173 and a touchdown. 9 for 138 and a touchdown. 7 for 43 and a touchdown. 10 for 132 and two touchdowns. This team 
This 49ers team has no answer for Devontae Adams. And if so, if you want to look at this game from a Packers perspective and say, okay, why will this game be different for the Packers than it was for Dallas? And the reason is Green Bay is so much better at playing matchup football. They are so much better at saying, we like this matchup in this game, and so we're just going to spam it. And we're going to find a million different ways. If we think Devontae Adams against your slot corner is barbecue chicken, then he's going to play all day in the slot. And it's going to be slot fades, and it's going to be choice routes, and it's going to be sale, and it's going to be two-way goes where you either need to bring a safety, which is really tough, or you are going to have to just live. You're going to have to pressure Aaron Rodgers. You're going to have to blitz Aaron Rodgers, because with four, it's really tough to get there in time because they're either going to go quick game or he's going to hit you with that transition goal, that three-step go ball, which is essentially impossible from the slot to defend because it's it's Devontae Adams and grass, and you got to defend all of that. Good luck. But they're going to put him in RPO situations, in receiver screen situations, in just quick little stop route, three-yard stop routes, where you're worried about him taking the top off, or you're worrying about him stutter going you, double move, slant and go. Like There are so many ways Devontae Adams can beat you. And, And the Packers get to those ways. They scheme up those ways. You look at the touchdown that Devontae Adams scored earlier in the season. It was a riff on a play that they've run, what, four or five times in different variations this season with the jet motion, and you've got the pop pass. He comes in motion. He comes back. They're expecting the pop pass. He comes back. It's a walk-in touchdown. What they do with Devontae Adams to make things easy in just the quick he's open throws then loosens the defense for when you need to make it hard. For when it's third and eight. Or when it's third and three and Rodgers just wants to have some fun. And he wants to chuck it downfield. And he wants to show off a little bit that this is the best one-two combination in football. That's the trump card that they have that the Cowboys didn't have. Aaron Rodgers is playing much better than Dak Prescott. And Devontae Adams... All due respect to Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Cedric Wilson and Dalton Schultz and the weapons that Dallas has, even if Michael Gallup were healthy. Devontae Adams is just a different dude. And he has proven that over and over against this defense, against this personnel. They have no answers for him. So why did I bring these things up together? If you can protect Rodgers, then you can take your shots to MVS, to Alan Lazard, to the tight ends, and get down the field. And even if you can't over four quarters consistently, you know the quick game with Devontae Adams, who's got the best release package in football and who has this preternatural connection with Aaron Rodgers that he doesn't even have to be open and you can get a completion. That's the trump card that they have against San Francisco, against Tampa, against Buffalo, against against Kansas City, against whomever. Those two things together. If the Packers can protect, it's over. You can't stop this team. And even if you can't, and we were worried that they couldn't in that first game, and Yash Nijman holds up. Now they've got David Bakhtiari. They've got Josh Myers. They've got Lucas Patrick out there instead of Royce Newman. If they can deal with those twists and stunts, it also might be able to make them run the ball a little bit better, although San Francisco is an extremely stout run defense. Then you have a chance 
to tear up a group of corners that's just not very good. And even against the best corners in the league, we've seen Devontae Adams get the better of them time and time again. All right. We are going to get to my conversation with Matt Ramage in a little bit. Uh, But before we do that, let's talk about TurboTax Live. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. Life changes are exciting, but they usually have tax implications. Maybe you were a full-time employee who decided to freelance and now you have some advice or you need some advice on how to file as a contractor. Maybe you started driving rideshare after your nine to five job, or maybe you work in a one state, but live in another and you need help reporting your income. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experienced experts dedicated to answering all of your questions and finding every deduction for you. And you can talk to them from your phone without ever having to leave your house. Whether you got married had kids or changed careers, TurboTax Live experts are ready to help you with your unique tax situation and get you the best tax outcome. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Joining me now is a man of the people. You might know him as Matt Rampage. That is not his name. You may also know him as Ramblin' Matt Ramage. Matt. It is so great to be with you, my friend. Uh, what are we drinking tonight? I am actually drinking some spotted cow. It's actually what I drink every <laughs> most times when I'm drinking. But uh, you know, I, I, I've had a couple. I'm, I'm excited to be on Locked On Packers podcast, number one Packers podcast in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to being on mine. You want to do the like intro? <laughs> <laughs> I should. I'm used to being on my podcast, which is like the bottom 10. But uh, it's Stop. good to join you, man. It, it is good to have you uh, here. And and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is uh, this 49ers matchup evokes this visceral reaction from fans, I think. And there are some fans that are like, oh, God, I can't believe we got to do this. And there's some fans that are just like, whatever, wake me up. It's fine. I, like, I, I feel confident. I feel good. When the the final Mike McCarthy blunder ends, and the Cowboys lose to the 49ers, your first thought is what? I dude, like I'm good, like redemption. It, it it's like like I get like a lot of a lot of Packer fans are like scared and like I, I saw it like throughout the game. I don't want the Niners to win. For me, it's like, dude, let's go. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe it's not like my first choice of a team that that we'd play, but like it it's redemption. It it's like let's you know. We have to beat like if if the Packers beat the 49ers and then go on to beat the Bucks, which I think will be probably the next game. That is like the full re- it's the redemption season. It is. And and look, that was I was on the show yesterday at at the top of the show trying to say let's be excited. Like everyone like whether you, you can be nervous, be nervous if you want to be nervous, but let's yeah. be excited. Like this is why your fans of a football team is for these moments to have a chance to exercise the demons, to have the chance at redemption, right? Redemption is like a, a sports story that is as old as sports. Yeah. The, 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 the thing is 2012 to 2013, which I don't even put any mind to that. Like that's so old, like 2019, I get it. Like a lot of the same guys in the locker, obviously Aaron Rodgers was there for them, but like, for me, like I, I, I saw a lot of players talking about like with the Bucks, like earlier in the year, like even like preseason, they're like, you know, they thought about it, like that hurt their soul, like 
Packers should have won that game. Yeah. So I think a lot of the guys who were there in 2019, which most of them I think were, I think that they would have that same type of thing. Like, dude, let's go out and like, I don't know, like however you want to say it, like get our demons out of the way, like go beat the hell out of the Niners. Like I, I actually don't want them to just win, which I'd be good with, but I want them to beat the hell out of them. <laughs> I, I want them to beat the hell out of them because I, I, I just for me personally, like how I felt like, and I do remember 2012. I do remember this. And I, remember I, I, I was, I, I remember the bar. I watched the game at <laughs> dude. I, I, I remember all these games and I, I dude, 49er fans. Like they come at me and, and like pretty heavily. You'd not just in playoff time, but just throughout the season. Oh, we own you. Even when they sucked and I called them all, they lost the game. I made a video like the Niners suck, this and that, <laughs> making fun of them. And they're like, yeah, I remember this, remember that. And so I, I want the Packers to beat them. I want them to beat the hell out of them. And they have a good team. No one gets a, the divisional round without being good at football. Right. Like the, the wild card game, you had the Eagles, you got the Steelers, who probably didn't deserve to be there, but they were there. They got beat up, you know, pretty handily. And uh, other teams did too that, that weren't the seventh seed. But Look, the the divisional round. No one is in the divisional round that's not supposed to be there. So, like, I I I respect the Niners, but I should I I do not fear them, and no one should fear them. I think Packer fans like I did a live show tonight, and I was saying I was like, enjoy it, bro. Like yeah. everyone, like be a Bear fan or be try to be a Viking <laughs> fan or like all these other like a lot of fan bases that don't get this chance. Everyone talks about well, you lost four NFC Championship games, this and that, they like, boohoo, whatever. But like, yo, we get. As Packer fans, we are in, you know, in, in a position to go to the Super Bowl again. Enjoy right. it. If this is it, and, and the Packers do go on to the Super Bowl, like, dude, enjoy every single moment of it because after this year, you never know, like, what's going to happen. But, like, just enjoy Like, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to talk trash all week. I, I think the Packers are a very good football team. Uh, special teams kind of worries me, like, that's what I say, like about winning this game, about winning big games. It's about like fluky stuff, giving an extra position. The little stuff, yeah. yeah like uh, if you bobble a, you know, a punt and and they end up getting, or if you crazy fumble, like you know, Aaron Randall Jones. Cobb has to be back there, right? No, Mario yeah. Rodgers. Mario Rodgers can't be back. Oh there. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have to figure out like who. Do, I don't like I said on my show. I was like, I don't care if someone's a actor and just fair catch every single time, and let Aaron Rodgers and that offense do their thing. But like so many times, like in the playoffs, the Packers have had fluky things. Guys who don't fumble end up fumbling. Right. 2011, that happened. Yeah. Ryan Grant fumbles. Jordy Nelson fumbled. Like it was, that was a weird thing. All right. So let me ask you this because uh, 2019 felt a little bit like house money. Like that was a 13 and three team that I don't think anyone, if they're being honest, really thought was a 13 and three team, right? Like that, that team felt a little smoke and mirrorsy, but then of course, Packer fans are going to push back against the th worst 13 and three team ever. Like that was garbage. Anyway, yeah. they won a playoff game. They went to the NFC championship game. That team was really good, but they weren't, they weren't like top seed kind of good, but then 2020, they should have been in the super bowl and, and they yeah. felt it. And you mentioned it, that it hurt the soul of that team that they lost. They, they believed deep down in the bowels of, of their bodies <laughs> that they were going to be a Super Bowl team and they lost. This team, they feel different. And for whatever reason, I don't feel like Packer fans, and maybe I'm projecting, maybe I'm just like reading the wrong parts of Packers Twitter, or maybe, I, I don't know. Tell me, you tell me, that's why you're here. Um, Why, why does this team 
feel like they're somewhere in between 2019 and 2020 in terms of how bought in fans are? Because it's it, maybe it's just a scar tissue thing. I don't know. It's actually a really good point. I actually didn't think about it until you said that, but it is kind of like in the middle because 2019, like I remember going to war with people who said that the worst 13 three team yeah. of all time. But in the back of my head, I was like, Bears eh, fans, Bears fans. Know, I was like, I wouldn't say they're right, but like they, I, I they get were, how they got there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I get why they were saying it. And uh, 2020, I, I absolutely think that Packers were the best team in the NFC yeah. that year. They should have won. Brady threw three picks. Like I, that's probably one of the years, like there's a lot of years that will haunt Packer fans myself included, but last year was one of them. And maybe that was because I was so heavy on social media at, at, at that time, more than like 20, 2014 type of things. But right. uh, it, th- that stings. It, it, that'll sting forever. But uh, yeah, like, this year, I, I feel like there's like a swag. Like last year, it was almost like, like a, a, as me as a fan, it was like arrogance. Like, oh yeah, we're definitely going. We're going to do this thing. And, you know, Rogers was doing his thing. He was like the sure you know, MVP this year, like the whole team, like guys went down, they just bring guys up. Now they're all pros. Like th- this team, right. it, it, it doesn't seem like so cocky. It just means to me, it, it seems like it just doesn't matter. Like what they do, like they'll plug guys in. I, I, I don't think that like, and it, it, as far as like the redemption goes, like they just don't scare me. Like I'm not real cocky when it comes to like the Buccaneers. Cause I, I, Last year does have some flashback stuff to it. Like this game, not as much 49ers, but if the Packers win and they go on to play, face the Bucks, I might not be as cocky. Last year, I, I guess <laughs> last year I guaranteed the Packers would beat the Bucks in the regular season. Got my show. Because I, I get I get really I, I get really upset because I'm very cocky. I'm very I trash talk. And then like Bucks it. fans, Bucks fans are coming like, oh, you ain't gonna do nothing this and that against Bucks. So like, I guarantee a victory and the Packers lose. So then when it comes to the playoffs, they come at me again. You're like, oh, I bet you don't guarantee a victory now. Like, I guarantee a victory again. And then it, it didn't work out. I don't know if I'll guarantee. I, I probably will because I'm just, I have confidence in my team. And I, I don't, I, I get very emotional, like, with the with the, with the Packers. When people talk trash, like, you might see it. Like, sometimes I get drunk and I'm on Twitter and I'm saying things. The next day I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. That was a little overboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I, I just... I just feel like this team, I don't know, this team is special. I, I think everybody knows it, like, on the team, that after this year, we don't know, like, what's going to happen. I don't think the Packers are going to blow it up and it's going to be we're going to turn to the Vikings, but you don't know. We might not have the same quarterback, but we're going to have the same running backs. But, like, we don't know, like, who's going to play quarterback. And a lot of different positions, you know, with cap casualties, you, you, you never know. And I think, I think these players know, like, this is a special team. We don't know if we're going to have our same wide receiver or same quarterback. So like, this is it. Like there isn't no, like, I mean, there might be next year, but you know what I mean? I don't think it's like stuff like that, but I think a lot of these guys realize like, let's go get this thing. Have you, this is something that that I have, I guess probably not, not spent enough time talking about and, and suggesting. Um, I, 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 I get annoyed sometimes when you hear this is something that that media people love to do and it it honestly it bugs me the like appreciate this you're watching greatness <laughs> like you, you should really appreciate like appreciate what you're watching and i'm like yeah you should but like i don't you don't need to lecture me about it and, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I probably have done it 
in in the past and and I probably hate that I've done it because I I don't I don't mean and probably no one means to be that condescending about it. But have you I, I say all that to say to ask a a question in that same vein. Have you changed the way that you view this season because it might be the last. Like, have you have you found yourself taking the time to say, we need to appreciate Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? Like, I personally need to do that because this could be it. Or, or are you just like day to day living and dying with it and and then you'll reflect on it later? Like, I guess it's 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 an individual fan choice, but how are you uh, approaching this season? I, I don't think like more this season than than like other seasons. Because I think every season I kind of like I always preach that, like, not like, oh, enjoy. It might never be again, but like, I, I like, if you like, you never know. Like, 2010, yeah. nobody knew that that was the, uh, like, the year we thought they were going to win the next yeah. five Super Bowls in yeah. Like, that's yeah. the way that that team looked. Yeah, like, but like, be, before, like during the season, I, I don't think a lot of people were like, this is the team. You know, they had a lot of injuries. It wasn't like 2011. Definitely, people were like, oh, this is forever. They're never ever gonna lose another game again. But like I, I think every year I, I kind of just try to have fun, especially since I started streaming and started podcasting. I don't know. I I dude, I just have fun. Like I this year, if you like really, really deep think into it, you're like, all right, this could actually yeah. But like watching the games, I never really thought like this might be the last time we see this, you know, this guy or that guy. I mean, like if you really think about it. It could be, but like, that's not how I went into like every game. I just like enjoy it because you never know. Like, like even last year, like you, you don't know, like if, if that's the year and like players talk about Brett Favre used to talk about it, like about enjoying the process. Obviously we're not players. We're just people watching, but like, I, I think you should enjoy it because it, people, some fans get so stressed. Like yeah. I, I noticed this, like even like playing the Niners are like, they're so stressed. Like you're not enjoying it. Like I have fun. Like when, when the Packers win, like I, I'm, a, I, I live stream a lot of the games and I'm just like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm having a blast. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting, I'm a little tipsy. I'm having a good time. Like I'll worry about the off season, like any off season, but like this season, just like last season, just like the season before, like I'm, I'm just having fun. Like watching this team, I, I feel like especially like you watch Aaron Rodgers. The same thing, I think, if you're a Chiefs fan or whatever, yeah. like when you have so. those special types of I players, hope so. yeah. yeah, like you just you're watching it. It's just like it, it's so fun. Like you never know, like what, what could happen. And I don't know. I, I I truly believe that this team is special. I think this is the team. Like like 2010. Like a lot of these guys that you're watching on the field now are going to come back in 15 years. They're going to be put into the Packers Hall of Fame and all the things. They're going. I don't know. I, I was saying the other day that, that this season. Not that they're the same team in terms of like the the team that I'm going to bring up and, and maybe sacrilegious to some people, but the but but the the team that I'm thinking of, um, they were more balanced than this Packers team, but they went through a similar thing where in the middle of the year, they were beat to hell, injured, and guys stepped up. Don Beebe comes out and plays some football. They bring in Andre Risen in '96. This is starting to feel to me. Like 96, 
And then all of a sudden, at the end of the year, Antonio Freeman comes back. Now, they never got Robert Brooks back, but they start to get these guys back. And all of a sudden, they got rolling and they just blew through the playoffs. And when you're getting David Bakhtiari back and you're getting potentially Jair Alexander back and potentially getting Zadarius Smith back and Billy Turner and Josh Myers and all these guys, it's just it's starting to feel that way to me. Am I crazy? No, I, I, I actually, I think thing, that's a really good uh, point because like, yeah, in 96, like I was young then, so I wasn't like all knowing and like, you know, I was half, you know, I wasn't drinking because that would be illegal, but let's just pretend <laughs> I was, I was having a good time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like uh, a lot of those guys, like Andre Risen, like wasn't part of the team. And uh, I don't have a lot of remember, a lot of memories of that 96 team. I watched the Super Bowl, I watched his games. Like I was, I was having a good time that year. That was a good time for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think I think this team d- does have like uh, resemblance. Like, like I'm interested to see like how it how these guys come back. Like, does Zadarius Smith come back and play like a lot of snaps? Is he right. rotational? Uh, but I think even if he's in there, like let's say half the time, I think that, that that's huge for the because I think the pass rush is huge, especially when uh, Jimmy G goes back to pass. Like get in his face and he turns into like Jay Cutler, like like even beyond that. Like I, I have no faith in Jimmy G. Like I I I think he, you know, he he's a NFL quarterback, but like I I I've watched him this season. Like what when you get in his face, he's he's not gonna do uh like I was watching his Cardinals game. <laughs> he just kind of threw it up for a pick six over there at a two yard line. But like uh he might do that. But yeah, I I I do think that. With a lot of these guys coming back, it is eerily like similar to the '96 team, uh, as far as I remember. Is like guys coming back, and just uh, like Jair, he comes back and uh, can play a good amount with that secondary. I, I, I think that this defense is gonna gonna be crazy. I have I have two very important questions uh, for you to finish up. All right, one of them is personal. Yeah, they're both kind of personal. Let me go with the let me go with the the less personal. What is your quick trip order? My quick trip order? Like when I go for food? Yeah, when you just like run, you're like, okay, I gotta get gas, but I'm hungry and I gotta grab something. I'm going for macaroni and cheese and chicken tendies. That's uh, strong. Strong to very strong. <laughs> that is like my go-to. Like if they don't have macaroni and cheese, I'm very disappointed. Sometimes it happens. I mean, you could order it and they'll bring it out in a couple minutes, but we're in a hurry. But chicken tenders are always there. Chicken tenders are my absolute favorite. Even yeah. even if they're a little past, like they've been sitting under the lights for a little too long, they're still they're still pretty. They're still very very. I'm, still I, pretty, I eat like creamy. a toddler. Like my wife always does this. <laughs> I eat like a toddler. Give me some chicken tenders, some macaroni and cheese, uh, maybe a spotted cow. I'm good to go. Seems seems like a good life to me. All right. The other the other question, the more personal question. Um, and, and if you want, I can answer it first. The most intoxicated you have been after a Packers game. All right. So there's been, there's been a few, but the one that comes to mind, I was at a preseason game. (laughs) I I don't know. Cause I, I always say preseason is like preseason for the fans too. You know what Uh I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we're, we're just getting back too. (laughs) So I was really, really drunk and Uh I remember going back and forth to get more beers, you know, and there was a guy who might write who had, he had a young boy 
like four or six years old or whatever. And I remember at one point thinking, I can't, I can't walk by this guy. You know, I'm ruining this kid because I'm kind of tipsy. He's holding me up. So then I went out to get another beer and I stayed out there. And then everyone was texting me like, where are you at? And I was like, I can't. I, I, this dude next to me has a young kid and I don't want to be falling down on this dude because I was so drunk. So I just stayed out there because, uh, you know, it, it, it's preseason. So you drink a little bit harder. I, I, I do anyway, because like, it doesn't matter the game. No, it, it's kind of like a big, huge, it's like a it's big, a, huge, it's party. just a party. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. But the guy next to me had his young kid with him. So I was like, I don't want to be that type of drunk. That's respectful. No, yeah. that's respectful. I, I'm a I, respectful guy. You know listen, what I mean? Listen, I respect that about you, Matt, very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I would have expected nothing less from you. 100%. My, I, <laughs> I will, I will, nobody, though. <laughs> in good, in the interest of fairness, I will tell you that my answer is uh, 2010. Uh, after the Super Bowl, I was, it was, this was, um, I was a journalist, but not a sports journalist at the time. So I was just a fan and I was, I was, I nervously drank my way through the second half and my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, um, was like, I was not with her. I was with friends and she was like, Hey, come out. Like we were in Milwaukee, like water street is crazy. Like whatever. And I was just like, I got to go home. I got to go to sleep. I can't. I like, this was great. I'm so glad they won, but I was emotionally drained. I was absolutely tanked on spotted cow. And I just like, there was, there was no, there was no, there was no going anywhere. And she like, she comes back with the best stories of like, just how crazy it was. And like people taking their clothes off at the bar and spinning their shirts around. And it's just like, and I missed all like, she's, she's got like three or four great stories from that night. And I was asleep. And you were done. I was asleep. Dude. Yeah, dude. I, I, <laughs> I have so many stories like about drunken times because, you know, it's funny because I remember the this one this one night I was coming out of a game and like, people start to notice me now. They recognize me and whatever. Sure. They, they, they You're a recognizable guy. So like I was coming out of a game. I'm, I'm hammered. And at the end of a game, we, we won. I was happy. I was going live on Instagram the whole time. And then people were stopping me and they're like, hey, you know, what's up, whatever, you want to take a picture? And like little kids are coming to me like, hey, you know, people are like, hey, will, will you take a picture of my son? He recognizes. And I remember like, I always feel bad whenever there's kids and like I'm hammered. So I'm like trying to act like sober, but I was live on Instagram the whole time. And then I went into. So everyone on Instagram knows that you're tanked. <laughs> oh yeah. I, 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 I've been trying to like simmer it down. Like ever since then, <laughs> this is like the, the spot of my life where I was like, all right, you have to like sober down. Cause like kids notice you and stuff. But I remember going into uh, one of the urinals or whatever, one of the outhouses and just giving, you know, give it a go, give it a go, let her loose. And I remember puking in the sink. And then when I come out, people were out there like, Hey Matt, you know, what do you think about the game? And they're all like, ready to talk to me. And I'm just like, (laughs) I just, I just hurled. Did they hear me? And I was, I remember thinking like, Because like, you know, I get that people like recognize me a little bit because I make uh-huh. silly videos. Right. But, like I, I'm a fan and like I, I drink. Like that's what I do. And uh but like And if anyone watches their video your videos, they know that. Yeah, they they should know. I think more <laughs> now than then, because then I, I was like I wasn't as I didn't have the podcast. I didn't I mean, but still I would go live. I remember back in the day I'd go live on Instagram, just hammered, just ranting and raving about the Packers. I mean like not a lot of people watched it, but still the people who did, I didn't know like, all right, this guy, this guy parties. 
I just, I just, you know, I work at a cheese factory. So like on my spare time, you work for, I just, but you work for yeah. yourself. You, you yeah. create content. Don't let's, I, I don't, Matt, I don't like this, that you do this to yourself because you are a, <laughs> a, a primo content creator. And that is, that's enough. That's enough for me. That's enough. And for a lot of people who like you, that's enough. And so that's why you're here. I appreciate you being here. I, appreciate I, it. I think that makes you a professional. Uh, and, and so that's who, who cares what anyone else says. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show. This was a blast. Can you please let my listeners and people watching on YouTube, if they do not know what you do or where to find you, please let them know. Uh, well, you can find me on Facebook. That That's like a big part of my audience. That's where I do live shows talking about the Packers. I have guests on and also YouTube, uh, Instagram and TikTok. I don't, I really don't talk about the Packers on TikTok. I just kind of make fun of my eyes. I make little goofy videos, but yeah, if, if you search Matt Ramage, uh, Google me, like you, you'll find all my silly stuff, but yeah, I'm out there, uh, trying to make uh content as good as uh Peter Bukowski over here. Stop it. Uh, you do, you do something very different than I do. I could, I could never do what you do because I, I'm just, it's not, I'm, I can't, you, you are one of one, Matt. That is why I, I appreciate you so much. So thank you for coming on. And, uh, it is my fault that it has taken so long for you to come on locked on Packers. We will do it again soon. I promise. Hey, I appreciate it, man. It's good to be on here. All right. I want to thank Matt for being here. Great to talk to him. Thanks to everyone that makes locked on Packers their first listen of the day. We appreciate you starting our day, your day with us. We appreciate starting our day with you. It's the same, 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 but different. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march into the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right down to your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Zal, you doing? We've got our crossover Thursday and then our live happy hour on Friday. Subscribe on YouTube to watch that. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.